previously on The Other Place. Well, what I'm here about is looking for a, a guy named Bellman. Have you heard of a, a, a fellow named Bellman? Oh, my old friend Bellman. I'm afraid you've just missed him. And uh, how would I go about finding him, if you don't mind? Well, as far as I know, they've taken his body to the constable. Caleb thinks, uh, not again. He goes into sort of a trance state, searching the area, searching the sky, the air, in kind of vague, cloudy, abstract ways. He's seeing these patterns connect. He's seeing this kind of grid unfold, the geometry of this town, the geometry of the objects in relation to the town and to these places. This all seems very intentional. I'm going to say that the amethyst pointing east is kind of rocking back and forth, almost like a compass. He knows that the east, this must be the important place to be, and Bellman's mansion is where he needs to head. He grabs the amethyst, just straightens up his gear, tightens his belt, and he's going to leave out into the night, into the rain, on his way to Bellman's. The doors slowly swing open by themselves with a very loud creak. Mm. Well, that was loud. Let's keep moving. So you head into this space. Did you take two strain? Oh, the strain. The strain of it all. Okay. Yeah. So you head into this space. This is the main entryway. All right. Looking around, there is a sort of a double staircase that goes up and onto sort of a balcony kind of thing. And uh, in between the staircase, there's a large fireplace that is dark currently. Um, There are doors that go off to your left and right, and you can't see them, but you can assume that there are doors under those stairways as well that go off to the back of the building, because you saw this building and it's fairly large. Above the fireplace, there is a taxidermied beast from the Westlands that you've only heard about. You've never actually seen one. It's uh, large and shaggy with four large horns that circle its head. And right in the center of this space, you see uh, a large red stain on the floor. That was in mm-hmm. the center of this room? Well, I presume that that is the location of the murder. Let me get a closer you look. You want to take a closer look at the, the stain? So uh-huh. the floorboards are wooden. And uh, it looks like some of the red is crusted in the cracks. It's definitely blood. It's definitely dry. He inspects the blood, understand what it, what understands what it looks like. He's gonna glance around the room to see if there's any other traces of blood anywhere else. Perception, and I will do a perception with a setback because of it, the darkness in here. Okay, what's the difficulty? I've got two dark side points. I'm going to flip one. It's going to be one red. One red with a setback? Mm-hmm. I got two success and two threat. Okay. There's a crash of thunder, and the room is uh, quickly brightened by lightning outside. The you, you notice on the large mantelpiece above the fireplace that there's a just a, the smallest hint of red. Hmm. 
Uh, those guys down at the, uh, what did he go? The con constellariate? Uh, the, the constable? The constabulary? The constabulary. How could they have missed this? One drop of blood's all it takes to, to, to unveil the true story. So he's inspecting the blood. Mm -hmm. Just a drop? Yeah. So you make your way back to the mantle. You're almost underneath the staircases now, and you do see that there are more doors that go into other rooms of this house. Yeah, so it's just maybe a hand touched that spot. Hmm. Any fingerprints? Maybe. Well, if only we had invented a way to figure out fingerprints. <laughs> maybe a few more centuries. Or one incredibly talented scholar. Not today. <clears throat> so whoever killed him was in this room, touched this mantle. There's gotta be some other evidence. Well, maybe I'll find more evidence as I look for the artifact. Where would Bellman have kept something valuable to him? Well, that's hard to say until I look around, I guess. So um, you are on the right side of that fireplace. Directly under that right set of stairs, there is another room. It looks like it's got a large, long table with lots of chairs around it. Uh, as you walked through that space, you saw the the other room to the right. The door was closed. The one to the left, the door was closed. But the one on the under the other staircase, the door was open. But you didn't really take a good look in there yet. Um, this kind of map stuff really confuses me without a visual, yeah. actually. So there's a main room. Mm-hmm. To the right, get that doors closed. Okay. To the top right, maybe a dining room. Okay. To the top left, doors open. You haven't checked that out. To the mm -hmm. bottom left, doors closed. Hmm. And there's two stairs going up. I get it. Okay. I say, you always start at the top and work your way down. And you always start at the left. You work right, and you work in a circle. So we're starting at the top left. On the first floor or on the second floor? Uh, on the second floor, top down. Okay. That's the, that's the Kalem way. So you head up the left set of stairs. I just need to figure this out for myself. Okay, so you head up the left set of stairs. Mm -hmm. It looks like there is a hallway at the center, sort of uh, above and behind the fireplace. Um, there's There are, appear to be four more large rooms here. Um, so there's a hallway with a fireplace and four more large rooms branching off of this hallway? Yeah. So there's a little balcony that you're on right now after climbing mm -hmm. the stairs. Mm -hmm. The chimney from the fireplace below sort of uh, goes right through the balcony, sort of mm -hmm. creating a stone pillar, and there's a hallway behind it. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple do doorways in that hallway, three doors to be specific. Okay. Um, there's also a room on the left and a room on the right. Um, is there anything? Is there anything like supernatural happening in this? in this um, mansion and is there any way that i can see or check this kind of stuff i would say that's that's interesting um like can i do like do a divine um magic skill to like enhance my sight or something yes i don't really need yes. to take more strain but i mean what the heck just go for it yeah so that would be um an augment um so it's kind of tricky there's no exact rule for it so what i would like to do is a divine perception check so let's do a divine check using your cunning okay 
Interesting. So that is going to be two yellow. What's the difficulty? Difficulty is going to be... This is... I, I'd say since this is not a normal thing to do, let's make the difficulty hard. It's going to be three purples. One threat. All right. So you take your two strain for doing the magic. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got that amethyst in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel it sort of vibrating as you tap into your magic. And that's that's it. This place is pretty quiet besides the heavy rain pattering on the windows and the distant thunder as the thunder portion of the storm moves away from you off into the sea. Ugh, too many distractions to do magic like this. He takes the amethyst out of his pocket uh-huh. and holds it in the palm of his hand to yeah. inspect the vibrations for for scientific purposes. Um, in your hand, it is just sort of vibrating. He's going to place it on the ground and see if there's any difference. On the ground, without the friction uh, of your palm, it vibrates, and instead of, like, in your in your room, it was pointing east, it's going in, in circles now. Hmm. Circles? What do you mean? Are we too close to the source? Can it... I can't... Are, are we just where we need to be? Let me try one more thing. So you're he still just, just at the top of this landing, right? You haven't gone into any of these rooms? No, he's still just at the top of the landing. Okay. He's going to walk towards the left, just towards the closest corner in the room, and he just puts okay. it in the corner just to see if mm-hmm. it's if there's a relationship between the corner and its activity. Yeah, you place it in the corner, and it is still sort of spinning, but it is spinning heavier towards the place where the murder happened if that makes sense it lingers in that direction a little bit more interesting he puts it back in his pocket Mm -hmm. he's gonna just head down the left corridor he's not certain that this is he's mostly curious about that passageway behind the um the chimney of the fireplace yeah because that's such a central location but he wants to do like a very thorough job um combing this mansion so he goes down the left uh you open the left door and uh, enter a bedroom it smells like linseed oil and mineral spirits linseed oil odd there's a there's a large bed wooden nice fancier than you could afford <laughs> a dresser must be there's nice a real a real mirror and uh a large portrait on the wall inspects the portrait it is a portrait of bellman what a narcissist it's big of course it is he just kind of looks around on the on the surfaces of some dressers any objects of interest this room looks like nobody's ever lived in mm. and it, but it looks uh, it looks older it looks like it looks like it's an original portion of the house you know because they were just building on it uh mm. the drawers are empty looks under the bed there's nothing under there not even any dust throws the blankets and sheets off of the bed <laughs> nothing just as i thought nothing <laughs> he leaves this room uh-huh heads towards the central room behind the chimney on the second floor okay so in that hallway there's a room to the left a room to the right and a room straight ahead he always goes left and works his way around systematically so you open the door and to the it, left yep to the left and it smells like mineral spirits and linseed oil in here Ugh awful there's a large four poster bed that looks like it's uh more than you could afford there's a dresser with nothing on it 
there's a mirror and there's a large painting of Bellman. I think Bellman might be weird. <laughs> Why would he need two bedrooms? Are there two Bellmans? Anyway, anything looks on the surface of the dresser, opens the dresser. Nothing and empty. Looks in the mirror. Perception. Average. Perception easy, if you haven't already okay. rolled it. Haven't. Man, rolls. One advantage. Okay. So the mirror has a long vertical crack. What's your advantage? Um, mirror has a crack. Oh, it lightning outside. Did you hear that? Yep. The storm. Uh, a new portion of the storm with thunder and lightning has come back. I cannot think of an advantage. Okay. I'm going to say that he he sees the mirror. He sees the crack. Lightning cracks across the sky, illuminating the room. Mm-hmm. And he's something about this mirror. He can't put his finger on it, but his advantage is that he feels strange. He feels like he's being watched. Good enough. <laughs> he's going to leave this room. Okay. He doesn't like feeling watched. Yeah. And you go into the next room. Into the central corridor. And the central room? Yes, that's what I mean. Okay. This room is different. It's still old construction, but it looks like a study. And there are things in this room. There's a desk. There are some magnifying glasses and things similar to that magnifying device that you had in your broom. Um, there's There are old scrolls, but pretty much what is covering all the surfaces is paper. You don't see any objects. Something just occurred to him. Mm-hmm. You're saying old? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, Reynard said that they had just finished up construction on his his house. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen any construction. Hmm. Is there dust? No. It seems like Bellman was very clean. Hmm. Okay. So you're in this space that looks like a study. All the surfaces are covered in scrolls and old papers. Other than that, it is very clean. Uh, large windows look out onto the ocean over the cliff where you can see the storm coming back in lightning striking in the distance Bellman's office these papers will definitely have some info about the artifact insight into Bellman's personal life uh, can I spend like a little while looking through these papers yeah so a lot of them are very old you see that same symbol more than once some of them look like they're in different languages uh, one word keeps coming up over and over again other place look at this other place of ben what was bellman referring to or do i know anything about the other place give me a lore check um my lore is pretty good yeah i want to make it hard though okay with a setback because it's like not it is something you would have been actively not taught at the iron tower Okay. <sighs> when it doesn't matter, when it no, when it doesn't matter that much, I can succeed. I got a success with an advantage. Okay, so um, with a success and an advantage, I think that you are aware of the idea of the other place as a place, uh, like a world between worlds, a place that can connect places. Does that seem good enough for a success? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I, I know think you that, know what it is. Well, I think that, um, Calum, uh, I think that I, at the end of this game, I want to create a new, I want to create a new, 
uh, knowledge skill, which I think exists in the books, but knowledge forbidden. Okay. Which would be knowledge about things like the other plays. Okay. And I think that this is a topic that interests him, but he also doesn't believe in it. Okay. Because it's all cool. theoretical. Yeah. So, so he knows about it, but he's just like, yeah, just made up nonsense stories. What? There's there's nothing to this. Um, but it definitely has an interest in this. And this symbol seems to be at the center of all of it. This doorway. You notice variations on the symbol too. Um, so the one that you had seen on that totem had a vertical strike through it, but a lot of them have uh, a vertical strike and a horizontal strike through them. What do you want for your advantage? My advantage is that there's too much for me to read here. I don't want to spend the next six hours reading his materials. Mm -hmm. There is a small journal with, uh, that has some of this info compiled in it. Okay. And, I, and I'm taking it. I'm taking it with me. Okay. It's it's like notebook sized. It's just got a lot more kind of field notes sort of stuff. Okay. And he takes it and slips it into his um, bag. Yeah. Small like hip bag. You see on the first page is that a very similar drawing of the statue, the little totem. Uh, this is gonna take some time to come over and decode. I don't have time right now, and it's super super dark. I'm gonna keep exploring. All right. So I'm gonna leave this room and i'm going to head to the room he always goes to the left yeah this is his thing it's how you get out of a maze so he goes into the room uh directly across from the other bedroom yes that i already went in yeah and you open the door and it is exactly the same as the one across the hall except backwards it's backward why'd you make it backwards why not make it symmetrical the mirror has a similar vertical crack in it but it also has a horizontal crack and i would like you horizontal i'd like you to make a an easy perception check with a boost because of reasons we're getting emergency flood warnings here cool yeah it starts to rain even harder outside in bulk the um you hear uh some sort of like hand crank siren from the constable's office what was the check you wanted me to make uh, an easy perception one purple with a boost because reasons yeah i think i get it i think if someone's listening to this they're like do you get it <laughs> i got two successes with an advantage so you are attuned to the movements of the air as uh, the magician that you are and you feel a slight breeze and you notice the painting on the wall uh, flap a little bit. You also notice that the painting, though it is of Bellman, looks worse. Like, he looks worse. He looks sick. Hmm. And then thinking back at it, he it, this this may be like a progression. Spooky. Huh. I was curious about the mirror. You know, I figured maybe horizontal, vertical, crisscrossing, cracks, doorways. Hmm. Uh, he's just gonna kind of inspect the mirror and the crack it looks like it was cracked with some sort of impact to the center but you don't see any blood or anything hmm. well this is odd i'm gonna try something just a just a quick test academically he uh punches the mirror it's to a, it's a mirror does it crack more it does yeah okay no surprises there 
There are three more cracks going up the three different corners. It goes across the hall to inspect the mirror across the hall. Uh, it, it, it still has the single crack. Hmm. There's no such thing as a supernatural, and that proves it. <laughs> Thought of my crack. Nope. Check out that painting, the spooky one. As you turn uh, to leave that room, you hear uh, a slow crack, like heavy ice cracking as it settles in winter. Where's the cracking coming from? The room that you just left with the mirror that was only had a single crack in it. Turns around to inspect the, just to look into the room. Cracks are spreading from the center slowly towards the edges, but not the vertical crack or the, the horizontal crack, just the other ones that you make. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Supernatural is real. Diamond house. That is a mere universe. Uh, okay. Well, let's take a look at the painting. He heads back towards the sickly portrait of Bellman. It is freshly painted. Uh, it's got a very large gilded ornate frame and it looks like it's very heavy. It's uh, large enough. It's like a full body feet and all. Quick fact. Did you know that back when um, portrait painting was like a major thing for, for rich people, they would uh, charge you based on how many limbs you have in the painting. Hmm. And that's where the phrase, it'll cost you an arm and a leg came from. That's interesting. This cost him an two arms and two legs it's sort of leaning against the wall it's it's that big that it's not really hanging there wow 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 so he walks up to it trying to decipher where this kind of breeze is coming from it's uh, coming from behind that painting well, doesn't take a detective to figure that out just a scholar just a scholar and and a raging storm uh, probably the source he kind of lifts the just lifts it with one arm, peeks behind it to see if he can see a hole or an opening. Yes, there's a passageway. He's just going to not take it off of the wall. He's going to try and just squeeze in and squeeze in. Okay, you do it and you are in a very dark passageway. Um, it the little light that is coming in from the, the windows of that room. You, it seems like it's going to curve a little bit. It's going to curve. The passageway is going to curve mm, off to the I right. See. I see. And he debates. He guess he didn't take his traveling bag with him, so he does not have any torches. So he just he just uh, forges forward. Um, you slowly. St- how, how tall? Like, is he on like uh, his um, hands and knees? No, it is tall enough to to walk. Mm, okay. And just wide enough that you don't have to do it sideways. So he's got his hands on each wall he's feeling his way through the dark there's just enough light that he can kind of see that he's just heading the right direction so he's heading off uh following the curve to the right um i need a i need a vigilance check and it's gonna okay. be it's gonna be hard vigilance huh yeah my vigilance is not good so it's three so purple okay and the results are not good it would be really bad if i had been confusing the threat and failure symbols for genesis this whole time have you maybe no i don't think so x's are failures okay i've been doing this correctly okay just fyi i got two failures and one threat okay you fail to notice the stairway until you have put a foot out into nowhere um you're gonna fall down the stairs unless you do a successful coordination check 
I would us. literally rather be attacked by a zombie <laughs> than fall down the stairs in the dark. This <laughs> is actually um, like every human being's worst nightmare. So it's going to be a coordination check with a setback because of your threat. Um, and I am going to make it average to purple. Well, you're lucky. Caleb, Caleb is lucky. He's quite agile. And even if he fails, it's not going to be too bad. Is Caleb's uh, new nickname Lucky? We can't do that. That'll be too <laughs> confusing. All right. I'm, I, I don't know how this happened, but Caleb fell down the stairs in the dark very successfully. <laughs> um, so he... he tripped down a few stairs but caught himself before uh hitting the ground below is there like maybe a arm uh like a like a railing no there's definitely no railing i don't know it's just it's just being an elf the walls are close enough together that he could put two arms out and sort of stop himself he was very successful okay so the walls are um they're a heavy brick like a stone heavy cut stone how successful three successes okay i mean that's an that's just like you you missed the top two steps caught yourself um and then sort of uh one foot at a time down the rest of the the steps okay it's very dark here you could keep your hands on the walls as you walk if you wanted to what i want to do is i want to take out my um iron spike yeah and he takes it out and rubs it with one hand and kind of blows back into it like when he alchemied it into the spike Mm -hmm. and i want it to glow um just red enough that he can use it as a uh dull torch to navigate this area okay flip your uh story point okay it's flipped okay you did that there's a dim red glow from your iron spike um so you're able to get a sort of a look around now um this looks like it was freshly carved there is still dust on the floor where people have carved these passages into into the stone of this building um down at the bottom of the stairs you come to another juncture where you could go left or you could go straight He's always got to go to the left. Yeah, it looks like the straight would take some stairs up, but you go to the left. Mm-hmm. So heading to the left, the it looks like the passageway opens up into a large room. Hmm. He's gonna um, approach this large room cautiously. So the if, uh, the floor. Hmm. I was just gonna say that if somebody wanted to hide this place, it's probably gonna be dangerous. Or there's gonna be something that someone does not want me to find. The floor of this room is uh, slanted towards the center, and it looks like there's a flat portion in the center of the room. Looking at the walls, you see that some of those same symbols from the scrolls carved into them. Looking up, you see a little bit of light coming in through boards that you can assume are the floorboards of the room above you. And in the center of the space, on the flat surface, there is a circle carved into the stone, surrounded by symbols. I'm gonna take some mental notes of this. This is a lot of a lot of stuff. I am in my element. Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed. I am going to forget this. 
This is not okay. Um, hmm. Let me take some notes. You got a notebook. I do have a notebook. He's going to take some sketches of this room. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dark. I'm going to say, most importantly, he's just getting all the symbols down on paper. Mm-hmm. And he's getting a very vague layout of the room. And he's going to kind of finish his sketching at the center of this room at these circles. Okay. So you walk into the circle. Do you walk into the circle? Yep. In the center of the circle, there is a red stain. As I suspected, Bellman's blood must have been killed right above this area. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> so the constables probably didn't find this place. And uh, they also did not find the murder weapon. Um, I don't know if I'm being too presumptuous by assuming that that Calum has figured this out. <laughs> I don't know if Calum has figured this out. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe Doug may have figured this out. Oh, oh. Well, that's the thing, right? But maybe uh, he you, hasn't. Maybe I haven't. Maybe you haven't. Oh, well, that, that's fine. I just don't want to speak for my character. I think I figured it out, but they should not have. What does Calum put together? Oh, well, I don't know if I figured it out. Calum thinks that these this is some kind of occult summoning circle mm-hmm. where blood is required to um, perform an action. That's his assumption. That's all he can assume. It seems like he a can decent assume, assumption. He can assume that it is probably related to these symbols and from the papers he read earlier, somehow connecting to the other place. Mm-hmm. Give me an easy perception check with a boost. A success with four advantages. You feel a breeze, but it's it's very warm for this time of year. It's freezing cold outside. What could this breeze be? Turns to face the direction of the breeze. Uh, you're facing one of the corners of the room. The corner. Takes out the amethyst. Mm-hmm. Any, cor- any correlation? Where do you put the amethyst? Puts it at the very center of the circle. You put it at the very center of the circle, and the symbols around the circle glow with a faint um, cool light and in that corner where the breeze seemed to be coming from you see a, a jagged crack in that same faint cool light and you hear something fascinating it's very spooky I want to do something that might be like too um, like n- might just derive from derive from the narrative way too much Mm -hmm. and might take too long so if so you can like just cut this out okay and i'll just do it later what i want to do because i i basically i i want to like alchemy i want to alchemy craft something right now okay what do you want to be like a this might not be a good time to do it what what is it that you want to make i want to combine my iron spike Mm -hmm. my dagger and the amethyst into okay. making like a iron uh, short sword uh, amethyst compass. Okay, that sounds cool. Let's it's do it. Cool. It's cool, but is it is this a good time? <laughs> uh, sure. Let's. Where where would you set up to do something like this? I would do it. I want to do it right at the center of the uh, circle. Okay. So it seems like a like a place of power. Do you have your alchemy tools with you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> what are my alchemy tools? Would be my alchemy kit. Yeah, your kit. Uh, let me just look at my kit. 
If it's something I could put in a pouch, then I have it. It's just alchemist kit. It's uh, an impressive array of specialized tools to craft their potions and elixirs. That sounds like something I probably would not have. Portable kit, um, flasks. Yeah, their alchemy is specifically potions. Um, flasks, measuring cups, pouches. I'm going to say that this is probably something I would need help to do. Uh, you can try it. Okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and do it as simply and directly as possible. I'm still going to make I'm, it a hard check. I'm basic. Okay, let's just see how good, I, how well I do. Um, hard check with an upgrade for uh, I'll, uh, point flip. So two purples and a red. Okay. Um, what can we, is going to be two yellow? Um, can I get a boost for doing this in a like a place of magical uh kind of like magical it's kinetically magical sure things want to change in this place they do cool okay i don't really know what we're gonna do with what do you got a failure and a triumph (laughs) complicated storytelling (laughs) okay i failed but something good happened Mm -hmm. something something big happened so the amethyst crystal was not similar enough to the other two items to transmogrify mm-hmm. transmute transmog i like transmogrify so the amethyst crystal was not similar enough to the other items for you to successfully combine them in these circumstances what do you want to do with a triumph i want to say that i combine i did combine the other two objects so you have a longer iron dagger yes which is better than a iron spike and a dagger so you've got like a short sword now made out of it's iron mix of iron and steel let's say it's like what like it's 12 like a inches two feet 16 inches? no i'd go with i'd go with like uh somewhere between 16 and 24 inches okay sorry listeners from not america pause we're gonna pause and we're going to figure out what the equivalent is and what is it it's like a half a meter long cool okay um, remind me at the end to ask you if there's an increase in damage. Oh, there will be. Okay. Okay. So that was just a failure. You didn't get like a despair or anything. No. Okay. Just a failure. All right. So I put the amethyst back in my pocket. Okay. The symbols and that crack are still glowing. You are hearing this strange whisper saying your name, saying to open it up, open it wider, let me in. Um,. So he is spooked by this, but wants to approach the doorway to investigate, or the the crack, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's going to have his short iron sword drawn, kind of pointed towards it as he approaches, in case, I don't know, he doesn't know what to expect. Um, as you get your short iron sword closer to this crack, you're, you're sort of walking around it a little bit, and when you walk to the left, it sort of disappears, and when you walk to the right... It sort of disappears. You can only see it from that one angle that you're standing at. And as you get closer, the cool light from it, when you get the iron near it, it it warms up and it warms with like an orange-red glow instead of a light blue glow. Hmm. Um, he's going to touch the blade uh, to the ground next to the cracks. Um, the crack next to where you put the blade glows warm. Interesting. What will happen if I touch the crack directly with this uh, and he tries it from what direction um like straight down so straight straight in um just yeah 
just like a tiny bit. There is a little fizzle of sparks, and it seems like your blade goes right in. Huh. You don't see it on the other side of it. Uh, he tries to turn, just like wiggle it at all if it's down inside of the this crack. You can move it around, yeah. This there's there's def- some little bit of elasticity to the crack. This defies logic in many, many ways. So the crack is related to the circle and to the death of Bellman. I can clearly deduce this. What is the crack? Can you describe the shape of the crack as a whole? It's like a jagged lightning bolt. He opens up the notebook, turns to a page, a random page Mm -hmm. that is the symbol of the doorway with the lightning bolt. Similar. Could this be the doorway? It just looks like a crack. Um, he's a scientific inquiring mind. He needs to go closer and inspect deeper into this. Mm-hmm. How much closer? Um, he keeps walking. He's walking over areas uh, illuminated by the crack. So he's just near it still. He's I not think wa- he's heading, walking in it. I think he's walking like pretty much right into it with his blade um, drawn in front of him. You get the blade into the handle. There are little sparks shooting around it. As the uh, length of the blade gets in there, the whole thing is glowing warm. Um, he pulls the blade out, inspects the blade. It's solid. Hmm. Looks <laughs> exactly the same. Is it big enough for a person to fit into? Probably. All right. He's going to put a hand inside of it. He does it. Pulls it out. It's still a hand. Feels no different. Well, see you later. And he's going to go straight into it. Caleb walks into the crack blade first. It's glowing orange and walks straight through into an enormous field. Acres and acres and acres of wildflowers. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Other Place. The Other Place is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more information on this and our other shows, visit nightcastcreative.com. For updates on future episodes and bonus content, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at otherplacepod. Looking to support the show? Leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher or visit us at patreon.com slash coruscantnights.com.